Hey gang, welcome to the 4th of July special of Bad at Parties, where there's an eighth of a percent chance that you're listening to this on the 4th of July. Increase your likelihood of being a qualifying statistic by subscribing to the podcast on any major podcasting platform or by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or SoundCloud. Lexi McConkie is this week's guest, a fine art creative who makes stunning visual works. Check her out at alexihoffman.com. You can find a link to that in this episode's description or on any of the aforementioned social media outlets. Lexi also did some photography for my band, Bears and Other Carnivores, a couple years ago, where we were having a paint war. I'll post those photos on social media, so check it out. Okay, we're going to get started with some tattoo talk. Should I um, turn my phone off? Yeah, I should do it. It's just on vibrate Unless you're in my purse. I turned mine on. Uh, oh, then it's fine. Okay. We're gonna be totally fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. What if you got a if you got a tattoo? What would it be? Um, my brother and I are talking about getting some like really old school botanical like olive branches mm. for well, this last year with the stuff with my family and my grandma because her name is Olive. Oh. And she's the sweetest and great and I don't know. It's just seems appropriate for this season in our mm-hmm. life and it's like been something we've talked about again and again but I don't want to do it too soon otherwise mm. maybe I'll regret it you know totally. I don't think we will I, I totally get that I waited a while the tattoo I got is actually for my grandpa for when he passed away oh um, interesting yeah because I wanted to get something nautical I knew that because yeah. I grew up and like we all of the vacations that we took were um when we would go sailing, like, oh, yeah. he would take us out on a boat, and that was, like, how we would get going and like, a vacation, and just because it was affordable, mm-hmm. and it was something we could do, yeah. and so I knew I wanted something nautical, and then just, like, the squid was just something that was aesthetically pleasing. I feel totally. like when you get a tattoo, it's not about it being the thing that communicates everything. It's about getting something that, like, means something to you, and if someone sees it, that in that exact moment, they have one second to see it, and they think, "Oh, that looks cool," and yeah, that's it. Totally. Yeah. If you try to convey, and this is what it meant to me, and this is how it saved my life, and this is yeah. like you're just gonna you're gonna lose it. I don't want a tattoo. I have to explain to people. I want it to be like, "This is what it is." No. You can see it. You can like it or dislike it. Totally. Like, if someone asks what that tattoo for, I say, "Oh, it's for my grandpa," and they yeah. say, "Oh, cool." And if they ask me more, I tell that story. Totally. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Thanks. And now I don't have to tell that story because now it's on the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> did, you, did you know where we were going? I thought we might be. Yeah. I yeah. can kind of turn on the voice a little bit. Cool. It's funny, you know, you, you kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. With this olive branch tattoo, though, since we're already talking about it, mm-hmm. my grandma was very into, like, gardening and nature and just appreciating it, and she always had huge gardens our entire mm-hmm. lives, and she's the only reason I've ever had, like super super fresh blackberries and strawberries and gooseberries and all the berries so it seems appropriate because she just like loved nature That's a lot cool. did she live in colorado uh she did for the last part of her life mm-hmm. and then she lived in illinois all that, before that so, oh yeah did she move out to colorado to just be with your family yeah nice when my brother and i were like 13 or 14 she moved out her and my grandpa moved out because they sold their farm mm-hmm. and moved out because they retired and they're just like paid cash for their house, and they're like, what? We're going to just chill. Yeah, that's such a crazy concept that is just so inaccessible in my mind to just be yeah. like, oh, one day I will own a house and pay it off. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure, I, that'd be lovely if that happened, but, you know, it's 2016 and we're in our late 20s. Yeah, yeah. it seems very, yeah. 
just not possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, did you, you talked about the, the branches. It's an olive branch, you said? Yeah. That's really cool. Did, like, you said that she was, guard, she did a lot of gardening. Did she mm-hmm. ever grow olives? She didn't. She no. Didn't grow she didn't grow them. Mm. I don't know why she didn't. I have no idea what it takes to grow olives. I don't think they grow very well in mm. Illinois. No. <laughs> no. I feel like they I grow think in... they grow in, in like, Greece. Italy. Yeah, yeah, in Greece. In Italy. Yeah. The Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. I think she'd dream of it. Yeah. She also never liked her name at all. She oh, hated really? that her name was Olive, but I think it's tight. That's really cool. My grandma had, like, this wild thing where she... So her name... Her name is, like... Uh, Lorene, or like Lorene, and she goes by Rini, um, Rini, which is super sweet, and like her middle name was, oh, I can't remember if I'm like 100%, it's Lulu or something like that, Okay. and apparently she was looking at her birth certificate, I may be totally telling the story wrong, but she was looking at her birth certificate, and like the original one has that in the first name place, and Lorene. Oh. In the middle. She just swapped them? And so she wonders, it. she's like, oh, maybe that's my name. Huh. And I'm like, that's a crazy thing to think. Not, oh, they got it wrong, but just be like, oh, maybe I've been wrong my whole life. <laughs> that's really bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've just been wrong. Oh, yeah, I've just been wrong. I was mistaken. Yeah. I heard them wrong when they said it. <laughs> I, would, I would love to have, like, that kind of, like, ease of just being able to say, like, maybe I'm wrong. To just be like, maybe I'm wrong about my name. Mm-hmm. I'm Lulu now. Yeah. I thought I was Lorene or Rini. Oh, I feel yep. like I would hold too tightly to right? what I thought was right. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. not her. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to do that more, trying to move into that, like, place where it's just, like, rather than getting defensive or getting, like, giving as much pushback to just kind of, I've been using the phrase a lot, novel curiosity, to try to approach ideas with that a bit more. Yeah. Um, definitely this podcast is a huge part of that. Definitely, like art is a huge part of that and just trying to when I hear something that is kind of uncomfortable to me to try to approach it with that and that definitely feels hard like you know I went back home not too long ago and met up with some like kids I grew up with and like I don't know I was just like what if one of them's like a Trump supporter or something like that what if we yeah go down that path I don't know Let's talk about it. Let's Why do they support him? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I would love to understand that. I would love to not Me have <laughs> to understand it. But, like, you know, it'd be great to, like, have the ability to speak. Oh, I want to hear you out. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. appreciate that. I feel like as we get older, it's nice to be more honest with who you are and feel that way, but also approach things with curiosity and be like, I don't understand this. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, do you feel like you're able to find that space to do that in your creativity and in your art? Yeah, lately I have been. Hmm. I think it's been a process and a journey to get there because for a long time, I don't know, ever since I was six or seven, a lot of my art, I started to realize, oh, this dog I'm creating doesn't look like a dog, for Hmm. instance, or something that I'm trying to make doesn't look how I anticipated, and that was... Hmm that has been hard for me my whole life and I think it's really hard for a lot of artists when things don't turn out as you anticipate but having the freedom to kind of let that piece come into its own and not overwork it and not overthink it has been a really hard thing I definitely don't have it down but I'm working on it Mm. all the time and I want to do more of that because I think that's when the best art comes forward yeah um yeah so I don't know I'm just starting 
to gain that momentum a little bit, which feels good, but I'm hoping to keep that up. We'll see. Okay, so when you're saying that something, you're you're approaching something and you're working on it, and when you have that moment where you're trying not to overwork it, um, to try to let it be what it is, do you feel like, I don't know, do you feel like that's pausing and stopping, or what do you do in that moment when you catch yourself? What does that feel like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I do feel like it is pausing, and for a long time I like to just make a piece and kind mm-hmm. of get it done and feel totally. productive mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, I made this thing yesterday and today and it's done or nice. whatever. And Or also just I would do that to myself because I was a perfectionist and a procrastinator, yeah. so I'd have <laughs> only a certain amount of time to do that it. That classic combo. Yes, that classic deadly combo that is just the best and mm-hmm. the worst. Um, so I only had a set amount of time to do things, but I feel like I'm trying to allow myself more time and a little more freedom to step Mm. back from a piece and give it a day or a week or even a few months. Like I've had a couple pieces this year I've been working on for three or four months due to some like personal circumstances and also just mental circumstances Mm. of wanting a break from them. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like they're better due to the pausing and the breaking rather than just trying to get them done to Mm. say they're done. That's so great. I totally can relate to that. And like when I was in like university and working on songs, I definitely had that strong belief that like restrictions are what make you are like what frees you in your creativity. Like if you say, I can't do this, 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 or this, then it like says like, I'm only like in music, I'm only writing this long of a song. I'm going to write it in this key and it's going to be in this time of signature. Like you're making those decisions ahead of time. So you don't have to worry about that. It's like, nope. Or if like, you're like, I'm using this medium. I'm making, this is my, like what I'm trying to create. Like you're very much constraining yourself or even with time, like Mm -hmm. you're very much locking yourself in. But I feel like that now I'm kind of getting that place where I'm like, well, I want to be able to just say like, no, let's let's let it sit, let's let it take a little bit longer. Definitely. Yeah, it's frustrating though. Yeah. It's super frustrating. And I think both of those are necessary because mm-hmm. when I am struggling, I like need to have a rhythm and be like, no, I, it's good for me to create a new piece every week or have some type of restriction mm-hmm. so that way something actually ends up happening because totally. if I give myself too much freedom, then... Nothing happens. Yeah. And so that's much what's, time goes Yeah, back. and that's what's so hard about that. I mean, I know that you are a lot of time doing these things on commission. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so there is, like, there is a, a reward or a consequence if you don't follow through. Yes. But I'd say, like, for, for so many people I know who are do, pursuing these things, it's much more of a hobby level. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean it has less passion. It just means that if they don't do anything, nothing happens in the universe. Like, nothing changes. Yeah. Um, and that can just be so halting to the process is to just Definitely. be like, well, I have no reinforcement. I know people who are like, well, it's just work ethic. You just get behind work ethic. But with work ethic, you have so much reinforcement. Totally. Yeah. 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 Do you find that, like, are those pieces that you're taking more time on are those commission things that you're able to like do that with? Yeah, I think um, the ones I've been taking more time with recently are more personal projects yeah. that I want to turn into like a series of mm. portrait paintings of certain like people and ideas that I've been thinking about recently. So that's one concept, and then other pieces are usually gifts for people. Mm. 
To anyone that I've ever owned a gift for, if you're listening to this podcast, I apologize I'm, that it has been late. I'm sure every single one of you I has say been this, late. Um, when people do this, you're talking to future ghosts. There's nobody there. It's just <laughs> you and me in this room. Oh, that's You're right. talking to that microphone. Okay, well, just forget it then. <laughs> yeah, well, it can't forget it. It's a microphone. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think those are the ones I give myself the most freedom on and air to breathe and mm-hmm. all that, which is good in some ways and bad because I am always sending late birthday presents but um I think for commissions it's super helpful for me to have a deadline Hmm. for people because otherwise I'll overwork it yeah not yeah not come to a place where I'm like this this is done and this is enough and this is okay I'll always try and like add one little thing totally um like I think people do so definitely I think one thing that's been nice for me in that like overworking it or not overworking it is like if I try to do music by myself I definitely find that I overwork it if I if I'm just like working on one song I'll try to add so much I'll try to really make it complex and fill out for just like the fact I'm doing it by myself but if I have other people that I'm involved with then I have to give them creative space and and authority in that and so it definitely, like, that, that opportunity to be in community of that creative element forces you to say, like, well, I'm only going to take it this far. And then if they take it a step further, then I'll take it a step further. So you can, definitely. like, corporately move it towards a direction. Um, but it kind of, I find that it often tails to a close and that it, it, it naturally ends just because everyone's kind of like, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice to have that agreement. I feel like it's, like, it's so hard to show someone an unfinished piece, but... That's because you. They might say to you, "I think it's done." Yeah. Like, what exactly. if you? What if you think it's not done, and they're like, "Oh no, it's done, Lexi." Yeah. That happens to me all the time, actually, because <laughs> I'm like, "It's not quite done." Like, let me work on it another another day. All this stuff, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Just so." This is something I've learned a lot: is like letting people into the creative process more mm-hmm. when I am commissioned for things, which is been really hard because I like to have things buttoned up for people if I'm showing off my own work um because it is so personal and yeah it's been nice to like let people into that creative space and say what do you think of this what colors do you want do you resonate with this shape do you not sure things like that and And then usually the feedback is we like this this, isn't this and i think it's done or you're really close or this isn't hitting the mark let's step back and totally so helpful and it's so good because it it's them setting expectations for you like it's allowing people to to let you say like hey i know you think you know what i want let me just tell you what i actually want and i can totally like relate to that in like real human life yeah that it's just like i want to i want to surprise you i want to give like i definitely think that uh this in marriage like i am always like oh i want to think of the thing that heather doesn't know that she wants and i want to give it to her and it's going to fall short most of the time because probably i mean she's going to i'm not a good gift giver but like she'll be like oh i'm so glad you got me a gift because that's a super strong love language for her yeah. but like if i if i sought out like the knowledge if i just tried to find out what she wants i would be much more successful yeah if i tried to like actually go for that i think that you know when you have a a person who's commissioning you for something and they're saying like, oh, the, you're letting them be a part of that. You're, you're really giving them a huge gift by allowing them to, to be known and to be heard. And then saying like, I think I'm replicating or I'm, I'm able to take that and turn that back to you and 
I don't know, just that moment where someone can say, yes, that's what I was talking about. That's exactly what I was describing. Thank you for making that for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And for someone to be like, oh, just make whatever you want or just Mm -hmm. give me whatever you want and that'll be great. Yeah. I feel like growing up, my mom would be like, oh, we'll just love whatever you make, which is so sweet. Yeah. That's macaroni noodles though. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but you don't, it has zero value then. Yeah. It's like if I'm making something for you, I want it to have value and Mm -hmm. stand up to like some sort of test of time and yeah. like make sense and resonate with yeah. you in some way. Yeah. So. I think that that's a big reason why it's so hard. Like, cause you went to school and were focused on art in academia. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that that like move out of academia where you had like your work so scrutinized and so there was so much critical eye on it and it made it feel like it had so much value because it could be, someone could tell you this is bad. Yep. And then to, like, go to a space where everyone's like, this is great. Everything you do is gold. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Give don't me, like it. Yeah, give me a room full of people going, well, that first one's pretty good, but th- these other two, not so much. Yeah. You can do better. Totally. I want the you can do betters. Me too. Yeah. I need those you can do betters. Yeah, but do we seek them out? Never. Mm-mm. No. I'm afraid of them, but I need them. Super afraid of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I need them so bad. Yeah. Do you feel that Aaron can do that for you? He can yeah. in, yeah, like some of the best ways and worst ways, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is great. I need that. Um, yeah, but sometimes he'll call something out and be like, actually, I feel like you should simplify this. Just pare it down. That's a lot of what he tells me sometimes because I mm-hmm. tend to overcomplicate and or overwork things sometimes sure. with all these ideas, trying to combine them together where sometimes the most simple image can speak. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's really helpful for me, and I'm very thankful for that. But sometimes I don't want to hear it when I've just spent 10 hours working on all these little pieces that end up not going into something. Which is good. They shouldn't end up there. But I had to work through it to get to that point, I guess. Yeah. We were talking, the Sheris and I, Sheris who was on last week's episode, and I talked about this, like, whole idea of, like, how you, uh, when... Like, we are married to creative people, and you're very much married to a creative person. Aaron McConkie is a brilliant musician, just a really talented individual. And just, like, that, like, receiving critique is, like, is so good, but at the same time, like, I don't know how to do that very well. Like, Heather very much has had her head bitten off by me, like, being like, oh, I think this or that, and you're just, I'm just like, why would you say that? That's so hurtful. And it's just like, I just don't know, like... It's so true, like, I want that academic, like, telling me something, something's bad, but at the same time, like, in my house and my family, like, I grew up with that, like, oh, Andy, everything you do is golden, you're so good as a musician, and it's, I'm so inconsistent with that, I feel. Yeah. You know? Totally. It's not, it's not fair, or I don't, Yeah. I feel like I'll go home and see all these pictures that I made a long time ago or paintings mm. that my mom has hanging up on the walls. And I've told her, like, I don't really want these here. Mm. But she just does that. And that's okay. But, um, yeah, it feels weird. Mm. And I like it when people say, like, actually, don't like this about your piece. Or you sure. do better than that. Yeah. Do you think you're ever going to feel that way about what you're doing, about the things that you're making right now? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hmm. How does that, like, do you feel like that in the moment? Like, eventually, like, are you saying, like, say, I don't know, what's, like, something that you're working on really great right now that you're, like, feeling, like, really jazzed about? I I feel like I'm so incapable. I'm like, yes, this is the shit. This is the best. I'm totally incapable of saying, like, 
one day I'm going to look back on this and say, I have matured since then. But I'm totally not able to, like, like think that yeah. in the moment. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I think, yeah, when I'm working on a piece, like mm-hmm. right now, or over the last three months, I've been working on a portrait of Brandy Carlisle because I love her and oh. I think she's fantastic, a fantastic human and a fantastic musician. And I just wanted to do a portrait of her for my own personal really? work. That's so um, neat. Which is fun, and I've really enjoyed it. And it's finally done, but I've given it lots of space. I brought it with me to Colorado for three months and back and did oh, work wow. on it the entire time I was there because I didn't have lots of free yeah. time in that season of life. But, um, yeah, I think I might look back in the future and say, like, I know better techniques of how to do these this shading better or that texture better or the wood staining better it's a wood piece and Mm. I've done wood staining with coffee and tea and wine and then wood burning Mm -hmm. into it which I did a lot of that work in college and haven't done much of it since then so it was fun to get back into that um but I think artists are always growing and evolving and I might look back in the future and be like "Eh, that wasn't that great what were you thinking or but also appreciate that piece for what it like helped me hmm. learn and helped me create yeah. in the future, if that makes sense. No, that totally <laughs> makes sense. I yeah. totally get that. That's really interesting that you're doing the portrait of Brandy Carlisle. What like sparked that or like was just like this moment? Well, I saw her play at the Woodland Park Zoo like a year mm-hmm. or Zoo two tunes? ago. Zoo tunes, Dude. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was great. And then I also saw her play again. Um and I have I lived with some roommates after college that all loved Brandy Carlisle, okay. and I didn't really pay that much attention that much attention to her music when they were all listening to it because I was kind of doing my own thing. Sure. I don't know why, just didn't. Yeah. And then one day it it hit me. I was like, she is incredible. Like, why mm. have I not been listening to her music with my roommates when they're all hanging out? Yeah. And having a great time. So, um, finally started appreciating her very sincere lyrics and like Americana folk and just yeah I like I like what she has to say and um I think she's very good for women and very good Mm. for people of all different types that just like want to speak out and want to sing out so Mm -hmm. yeah I wanted to do a portrait of her and this new portrait series I'm working on is inspired by this one because I I'm working on it first, but I want to work on portraits of a lot of different people that I just find inspiring in my own life. Mm. I've thought about, it's not fully fleshed out, I'm still working on it, but um, either people in Seattle, in the city that I've really grown to love and that are really inspiring to me, like famous people and not like folks that I walk by on the street every day that know my dog's name, but not my name, (laughs) or that kind of thing, but I... Just appreciate them, and I think that could be kind of interesting. Mm, that's super cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's <laughs> really, well. that's really really interesting. I love that. I, it makes me... I was thinking about um, John Van Dusen, who uh, is the lead singer for The Lonely Forest, which mm-hmm. uh, is no longer a band, but they're great musicians, great band. Um, and, yeah, I've definitely talked to him about how he uses visual... Uh, mediums as a as a cue for for art for like writing music and for like creating that and like he has a couple pieces and like my best friend John is good friends with him and like he's shown me stuff that John looks at to 
uh, gain inspiration on it. And even like having multiple pieces that he's written out from just this one uh, landscape that he really loves. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's really interesting to hear that side of things, but then also to hear how like music and, and like an artist as like a concept. I think that that's what's so different is it's, it's not just like one song or one thing like that. It's like the whole concept of how this artist personifies themselves. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. Thanks. I don't know. I think music informs so much visual art as well because Mm -hmm. it is intrinsically like so connected with how you're feeling and different emotions that you can't always put words to or colors or shapes to. And Mm -hmm. it's cool to combine those two things. And I saw a really cool portrait project of david bowie all his different hairstyles recently mm. that's like an Where animated piece it's just online oh, okay um actually and i can't remember the artist because i'm i'm terrible oh that's a sometimes. huge theme in this podcast is like people being like oh i don't know this person's name or that yeah. thing yeah i am fu- formed so by me because i'm the one who creates the themes. <laughs> i'm terrible at names oh that makes me feel so much better yeah. like movies names of famous people awful Things that I know and love and artists that I love, their um, names will just fly away from yeah, me. Yeah, Josh Phillips so. a good friend of ours. He will yeah. um, be standing next to people that we both mutually know, and he knows I don't know their name. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, Andy, what's their name? Like, next to them. There is no crueler thing that, that you could so do. That is so cruel. Because he knows Josh. how bad I am with names. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he would do that in college, and uh, he hasn't done that in a long time. He's gotten That's better. That's kind. That, it is kind. It <laughs> is a kindness. Like, removing the growth. blade. What a kindness he yeah. does. Right? That shows some major growth. <laughs> oh, he's just the worst. Oh. Yeah. Best. The worst best. best. Worst best. Yeah. Um, so you have cool. been doing those portraits. Um, you, portraits. Yeah. Is I'm that like your that. big focus right now that you're feeling like, are you someone who can work on multiple things at once? I'm working on a lot of things, That's actually. crazy. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. What? I maybe shouldn't because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my brain gets scattered and things get jumbled and confused, mm-hmm. but I also kind of like that because I feel a lot of, or see a lot of similarities and a lot of different things hmm. I'm working on. So I'm working on the portrait project and that's a kind of new, a new thing because I only yeah. have the one portrait done and I would like to do a lot more. So that's in process and I've got a couple of commission pieces I'm working on mm-hmm. currently that I'm excited about for some friends who have... Um, they're therapists and they have offices they've just opened and mm. they need art for the walls. So yeah. that's exciting. And I'm doing some map making for that, some cartography, mm-hmm. which is cool. I dig that. I took a map making class in college, a cartography mm. class. That was really nice. exciting. Are you doing the the fonts with the, in the cartography as well? Like, are you writing out the names of the places in the map? Or I, is it just like, uh, what is it called when it's just like... The landscape of the, the land. It's just going to be topo. Oh, topographic. Yeah. That's what it is. Thank so, you. So, it's going to be that. Um, topo is so slick. Yeah. Yeah, topo. I'm excited. A little topo. topo. Yeah, or, it's just topo. Is you say topographic, topographic? Topographic. Top, yeah. Topo, know. topo. I like topo better. Hashtag topo. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that it's works. trending. It is. Mm-hmm. I checked. No. Um, so, yeah, it's a so topographical map. It's a uh-huh. topo map. Of Seattle, because the office mm. is in Seattle. And he wants me to add some sea, old, like, sea creatures in there as well. Cool. Like, kind of like a classic map that's mm. got, like, oh, what is in the abyss? The great unknown. Exactly. Good. And the, like, compass rows. Yeah. So, like, two together. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. So, I'm working on that right now, which is exciting, and it needs to be done soon. Mm. 
And then my friend, my very good friend, Vanessa and I are hoping to start our own card and print line soon. So we've been working on a bunch of different I card ideas work. and print ideas. I love ideas. the idea of you guys both doing that. I would buy that. Oh, that's buy kind that so fast. of isn't very encouraging because um, we have a lot of ideas and nothing super solid yet. But mm. yeah, we just did a letterpress class last week mm-hmm. at Constellation & Co. over by Fisherman's Wharf hmm. or in Fisherman's Wharf. Um, it's owned by this woman, Sarah McNally, who's incredible, and I really like her work. But we did this letterpress workshop with her, and it was great. Mm. And we got to, like, make our own posters, which was awesome, and I learned so much about the art of letterpress. I don't know if that's what we'll do, just because it's so... You keep saying the word letterpress. I don't know what that... I don't know what letterpress oh, is. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. I think it's... I'm like, that sounds really cool. What's letterpress? I have so, no idea. Letterpress, they're the old wooden letter blocks that oh, they used to got print it. paper... Yes, like, yeah. Papers on, and the, just the original form of printing, basically. Yeah. And then the letterpress, you can either have it pressed into the paper more, like fancy wedding invitations you may have seen. Cool. Um, or letterpress, or just printed right on the That's paper. A, that makes so much sense. I'm thinking yeah. about a letterpress now as a physical object. I'm it like, is. oh, what's a letterpress? It's this. Yeah. Yeah. It mm. presses letters. Yeah, it presses letters. It does what it says. It's Literally. like a refrigerator. Yep, exactly. Dishwasher. Yep. 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 I've got it, yeah. Who makes that joke that I wish I was an appliance namer? I don't know. What's oh, that that's joke? like, I think it's a, <laughs> it's like a Mike Birbiglia joke or something like that. It's like, uh, I want to be the person who names dishwasher. Or maybe that's Mitch Hedberg. He's like, what's that? So refrigerator. It refrigerates things. I'm going to name it refrigerator. <laughs> what's that? Dishwasher. Name it. Or wash his dishes. I'll name it dishwasher. Yeah, dishwasher. that's, I'm nailing these jokes. You really yeah. are. I thank it's you. Great. Thank my, you. Uh, my brother. Okay. I am terrible at remembering punchlines of things. Um, yeah. It's good when I get to the end of the joke, though. Then I realize I don't know it. And then you just back away slowly. You just back away slowly. Fade into the wall. Yeah. That's okay. It's called good at parties. Nope. Bad at parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. Um, Your brother. My brother, he recently went to see a comedian. What's his name? He's very well known. You did it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. This is so embarrassing. Um... Gosh dang it, he's like the dad with the beard, red mm-hmm. hair. Oh, um, oh, you're you thinking know it. C.S. No, not like C.S. <laughs> Lewis, Louis C.K. Yes, Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, I want to have a ma- fan fiction of, that shit. That would be great. Fan fiction of Louis C.K. I will and make a portrait yeah. of them together as one. Mm, please. Oh, that sounds weird, actually. Okay, um, anyways, Maybe Louis just them C.K. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Think about that for a second. Oh, that was slashy there. Whew. Whew. Pride weekend. What up? What up? Happy Pride. <laughs> hey, shout out. Um, no, but he went to see Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. in San Francisco a couple weeks ago and was talking about the escalator joke. Have you heard that? Mm-mm. And he's like, when escalators are broken, people get really upset and I'm like, sorry, there's stairs for your <laughs> convenience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just one of those things. And it's like, it is their stairs, but they don't move up. Yeah, so people get super upset. Yeah, get super mad. Yeah. Yeah. But. Dude, Lucy K. I wish I was a comedian. I wish, like, I've been listening a lot to Pete Holmes's podcast, um, which is You Made It Weird with Pete Holmes, and he is just a phenomenal comedian. Phenomenal podcaster. I should podcaster. check it out. Oh my gosh, it's I haven't so good. I heard him at all. Um, it's twice as long as this podcast. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And the, yeah, you're giving me a look like it's been going forever. No, it's not. This forever. Is I've been here forever. Um, Just kidding. He's really good. Yeah. 
It's really good. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, it's funny the yeah. whole time. No, definitely not. Like it, you, it started. So out, he's a true comedian. He's, he's got a true all comedian, the feels. But, uh, That's good. Like somebody who's gotten into like we're gonna focus on like I'm gonna ask you questions. Very much digging into stuff about like sexuality and perspective on religion and cool. just kind of yeah, it's really cool. Just kind of I don't know. I feel like it is the job of the comedian to approach every topic with yeah. n- with no like stopping like you should be able to joke about everything and that's why I like comedians is because like they should make jokes about everything they should because that's how you start those conversations and yeah. so he's kind of like rather than just doing that he's just gonna start the conversations hmm. it's cool I like that I really really like it um Ugh. yeah I'm gonna take a big gulp yeah big mm. gulp yeah literally went to Safeway got a big gulp <laughs> the big gulp is a crazy concept it is so giant. Like, how does one person hold that much liquid? Yeah, it's unnecessary. I don't know. No, I haven't been drinking anything but water this month. Which is Tell me a... about that. I was actually oh, just yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, totally. Because um, I'm also drinking fancy La Croix. Yeah, La Crocs. La Croix? La Croix. Yeah. I think zero people know how to pronounce that word properly. Agreed. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me just guess. Um, yeah, I was feeling... I'd started a new job, and so I was feeling a lot of anxiety... And then also, like, you know when you start a new job and you're really bad (laughs) at it, the job? Of course, because you're new. Because you're new. You're so fucking new. And so I was new. And I think that my type of thing to go to is, like, oh, I feel uncomfortable because I don't have a task to do or I'm not, like, like in the in-between. And so I'll do habitual things, like, oh, I'll go get coffee. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, I'll just, like, uh, that's a thing where I still look responsible. I'm not on my phone, but I'm getting some coffee. And so I just drink way too much coffee. Oh, man. And then I'm exhausted because I've been working so hard and I'm not sleeping because I'm drinking too much coffee. And so I, like, yep. well, I'm like, as soon as I get home, I want to grab a drink. And so I'm getting kind of heavy. And then I'm just like, oh, I feel bad. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm putting myself through this. I need to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, yeah, went for water for this month. And 4th of July, blackout drunk, so excited. That's do great. It. Yeah. Good timing. Well Good done. Timing. Yeah, it'll be yeah. great. Break but the chains. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, breaking those chains. But it's been, yeah, it's been nice. Huh. It's nicely correspo- correlated with uh, going back to therapy. Um, nice. So my therapist is like, oh, that sounds really cool. That's really great that you're doing some, like, self-care types yeah. of things. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Do you see a therapist you like a lot, I hope? Like him a lot. I mean, this is, I just went to Day for the second week. Nice. Um, yeah. Talks about meditation sometimes. Uh, definitely Sweet. voicing things for the first time that I've never voiced before, which I feel like, well, no, that's not true. I have exclusive, I'm voicing things to him that I've exclusively voiced in music, um, which is like my one outlet to like put stuff out there. And I think that that's so nice to me because I can use my words, I can repeat it to people and that are care about and to strangers, but it's also hidden enough that I don't have to worry too much that they're going to know the actual secrets. It's like putting out there just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're know. not someone that's going to like throw back and right. critique in fact, you. Well, a, a critique, lot. yeah, a like little a, bit. A careful critique. Yeah. But also can't like throw it back in like the let other people know because he's le- legally obligated not to. True. You sign that paper, mm-hmm. what? Yes. And you sign that check, yep. I think. Yeah. I actually think I forgot to pay him today. Huh. <laughs> All right. Got to remember that for next time. Secrets might not be safe. Nah, just whoops. kidding. <laughs> oh, shit. That would be crazy. <laughs> um, That'd be so rough. No. I, I do wonder, though, like when it comes to art, I love talking about this, is like how do you find self-care in, in your life mm. as an artist? Because I know that so often... 
I know so many people started doing art because it, of different mediums because it is a self-care outlet. And, um, you know, as you get better in it, as it becomes a monetary, like, part of your life and a profession, it can really lose a lot of that. And, you know, I wonder if you're able to still find an ability to, like, gain joy and to gain, like, peace and perspective from your art, or do you feel like it's, it's moved to a place where it's, like, it's less about me, but it is doing something important? Yeah, that's a good question. Thanks. Um, it's my podcast. Well <laughs> you did your research. Keep them coming. Well done. Um, yeah, I feel like when I've done artwork more commercially for, like, I was a graphic designer yeah. for a year and a half after graduating from SPU, um, that's where I went to undergrad, and I had a hard time at first, like, separating myself as an artist from the work that I was doing, because mm -hmm. I was like, this isn't really what my style, or these aren't really my sure. choices, I need to adhere by this brand guideline, and these colors, and these fonts, and there's a lot of freedom within that, but there's also definitely not, um, yeah. so... There's a part of me that was like, ah, my soul is dying because I'm just pumping out this stuff totally. that um, I don't really care about. I'm not going to put in a portfolio because I don't want to do this work again mm -mm. necessarily. Mm, but totally. it pays the bills and it is creative. And I loved the people that I worked with. Oh, okay. Also, Good. I loved my, my boss and my other coworker who are on the uh, marketing team. So that was hard because you're making art that you don't feel a connection to at all. Sure. Um, but it pays the bills and is creative in some ways, so that's good too. But then when I am making pieces that I do feel really personally connected to, but they're for com commissions, for friends, sure. or a bigger piece, like for this project I did for the hospital where some of my work is at. Mm -hmm. um, when you're putting in the hours and just doing the day-to-day -day stuff, it is hard to feel like it is self-care because... Mm -hmm you aren't doing it when you're just having fun or when you want to or as a hobby like it is a full-time job right. and that's what I've been trying to do over the last year actually is to get more commissions and my artwork mm -hmm. up and running is like treating Mondays and Fridays which are days I have off from my sure. current job you just say like I'm a professional days. like I'm gonna act like it's my full-time job exactly. and then it will become that yeah hell yeah because I used to I was like oh I'm like gonna do artwork on those days but also I can like have lunch with a friend nope, and have coffee with a friend anything. and yeah. oh I could go hiking because it's beautiful out yeah. and I'll do the work later when it's not so nice out and dark no that no, never you works you never do that work no you never do it so yeah. I've had to very strictly oh yeah and sadly tell myself not sadly no it's good it's sad for like a minute totally yeah. when I just feel sorry for myself and then you're like I'm, like, I'm doing I this go I'm doing this professional but, yeah yeah so it, that's been a good change and that's been a change that Aaron has definitely inspired and helped with too, which is good because mm -hmm. he was seeing those signs before I did. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like now that you're able, you're in that professional state where you're consistently doing that, do you feel like those days feel like I'm working hard, but I'm really feeding myself and going back to that self-care thing? Do you feel like it is feeding back into you? Um, I'm, I think I'm just starting to get back to that place because mm -hmm. I started doing that um, rhythm right in November before we left for Colorado. Yeah. My family was in a awful accident in, on Thanksgiving Day, so Aaron and I actually went back for that for a while to help, which was good. I'm glad we were able to do that. But that broke up the rhythm of our life in a lot of ways. Totally. So um, now that we're back in Seattle and my family's healing up great and 
a lot of those things are good again. Um, I feel like I'm just starting to get back into that rhythm, which at first was really frustrating because I felt like I was getting it down, like things yeah. were in a good direction and moving forward. Yeah, and well, then, it's when you have to like take care of somebody else, like something like that, like a yeah. family car accident or something like that. Like it's so, that's the when the, the personal care goes out the window so quickly because totally. you're like, oh no, 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 I've got to take care of somebody else. Yeah. And I feel like those are the moments when you, you need to be caring for yourself the most and yeah. it's it's so difficult because you, I'm sure you experience this but you I I've definitely experienced that where I I hit that moment where I'm like oh no I've been giving I've been giving for like weeks months whatever it is and yeah. I've, I've done nothing for myself and then you're just a bad at taking care of whomever or whatever you need to be yeah. and b you feel terrible you feel awful you just feel awful and Three, you're not producing great work, or at least I wasn't. Right, I wasn't, sure. like, doing... No, you brought a painting and yeah. it didn't do anything with yeah. it. Yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. So, um, it's nice to get back yeah. into I, that spot. Yeah. yeah, I definitely feel like in those moments um, that, like, it's so funny to, like, be like, I'm not creative because I don't feel... Uh, my life is so unfamiliar, it's so hard. And then also, like, I'm get, being super critical on myself because it's like well you're not making anything yep but it's nice because it usually after those moments is when like creativity I don't know for me a lot of times creativity comes in those moments so it's like oh I've experienced a phase and now yeah. I have something to work with totally yeah that's the phase I'm in right now I you're in that like a lot of the post pain creative phase yeah. like the breakup yeah, yeah exactly I got a lot of breakup paintings to make that's good <laughs> no um it's funny you say that, though, because when we were there, Aaron and I have been trying to do this challenge where he he's a musician and um, is great at it and wants to make more music, but has yeah. had a hard time actually making his own songs as opposed to just playing totally. a lot in he's his played life. Some, I mean, when he, we were over at your house and he was playing his stuff for oh, me, yeah, yeah that that's was right. so good. Yeah, it's so he's been really working cool. really hard on that. And it sounds like it. Yeah, he mm -hmm. wants... His goal has been to make a new song every single week by Sunday at midnight. And my really? goal has been to make a new piece, a new painting, just a personal one every Sunday by midnight because we felt like we were both wanting to be more creative and we're mm. both creative people, but it's hard when you're married and you have lives and jobs and lots of other obligations mm -hmm. to actually sit down and make yourself sure. do something that you love and get lost in and want to do anyways. Are you finding that that's working for you guys? It was for that season right before we left. And right. then that kind of got broken while we were in mm -hmm. Colorado. And the whole time we were there, we were really hard on ourselves for not mm. making a new song or a new piece every week. But then we got to a point where we're like, you know what? This is just not that season. No, it's not. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I but have now so we're much, trying to yeah. get back there. I love that so much, like that that um, challenge, that mutual like experience that can like come in a relationship like that, like that. You know, I was saying that like Sharice and I talked about that last week, and we kind of mostly focused on the pain that can be in like kind of butting heads and being frustrated about like I'm trying this creative thing and you're not responding the way I want you to. But then there's also yeah. that beautiful other side that can come in a relationship, which is like healthy challenge and like saying, no, go for it, do it. Heather just finished this amazing zine that I'm really excited for and is Sweet. like um, getting together her website for it. And I've just been cool. like trying to be a good supporter for it. And like, as I've been like mixing stuff for our album that or our EP that we're getting ready to put out, like she's been just a great support and just been like, yeah, do the work, put yeah. in the time. And I feel like that's the, that's the perfect type of response is, is just saying like, 
not like here's what you should do or this is what type of thing you should do. It's just saying like, hey, this is important to you and you're good at it. Go, come yeah, on, put in it. the time. Totally. Yeah, and I yeah. feel like Aaron's perfect for that. Like to just be someone who's just saying like, hey, I don't worry about X or whatever. Like just go spend some time working on this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Those are like verbatim words from him. Yeah. Much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, Lexi, like you're. You're an artist. You have been your whole life. Like, own it. You should... You're good at this. Like, continue doing that. And I think I have a hard time saying those words to myself a lot mm. of the time, as do most I mean, you artists. just did it right there. That was pretty I, good. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. Just, and now it's recorded. You can just listen to that. Oh, little maybe. Little I will. Your ringtone. I need to sometimes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, Lexi, you're an artist. Oh, sorry. I'm getting remember, a phone call. <laughs> yeah. No. And same for him. Like, he loves to make music. And I think it's really cool for us to encourage each other yeah. in that. And then there's also the point where we're really disappointed and sad sometimes when we haven't been putting in the hours of doing the work when the other person asks, like, so how's your piece going this week? Or how's your song going this mm-hmm. week? And you just, like, don't want to talk about it yeah. at all because you've done nothing. Right. Um, but that's good because we need... Yeah, we need yeah. accountability. And yeah, you have the relationship that allows for a little bit of, like, prickly. Yep, totally. Yeah, yeah. which is good. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's really beautiful, and I really love the way that you talked about that. I think yeah. you guys are just making some cool oh, stuff. Oh, thanks. That whole idea of making a new piece every week was all inspired by The Artist's Way, this book. Yeah, oh, um, by Julia. Know, oh, different person. What were you going to say? I was thinking Marina Abramovich or whatever, however oh, you say her name. But that's Marina a, Abramovich? Yes. Or Abramovich? Yes, yes. But she, I love her. Yes. She's the artist's present. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, okay. Artist Way. Yeah, Chris Crawford, who did the first episode, he has told me about that book and has oh, been like, yeah. you need to borrow this book from me. Definitely. Yeah? If he doesn't give it to you, I can Who's lend it, it to you. Julia... Cameron, Carmen, I don't know the last name. Hey, Again, you got I'm Marina Bramovich. That's because she's such a badass. Yeah, oh she my is a gosh. Okay, so the artist way, that um, idea came from that? Yeah, mm-hmm. making a new piece. Also, some great ideas that come from her book are taking yourself on an artist date every week, mm. which has been really fruitful actually for me for the last year. It's a 10 or 12 week class, the artist way, and then you can continue any piece of it you want or not. Mm. Um, but taking yourself on an artist date every week, she's like, it can be 10 minutes, it can be the whole day, it's up to mm. you, like, going into a weird random convenience store that you see that you've never gone into and buying yourself a kazoo, or, mm. like, going to a garden that you have always wanted to explore but haven't had the time mm. to, or going to an art gallery by yourself, and the point is, you have to go by yourself, and it has to be a date with yourself, like, mm. you can't invite other people with you, or to go with you. Which at first I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, can mm. I bring my dog with me to walk? <laughs> or how does that work? But it's just time for you to reflect as an artist and yeah. appreciate yourself and be like, no, like I can take myself out to do this thing that I just want to enjoy. That's cool. Have you engaged in that? Yeah. Nice. Do have you really like fun. what have you done with that? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember the good. I mean, you don't have to share your date stories, even if they're with yourself. Um, Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) It's intimate. (laughs) Very intimate. No, that sounds weird. Um, It sounds sexual. It does. Yeah. 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 Some people might do that. I mean, (laughs) hey, take yourself on a date, you know? Yeah, take yourself on a date. You do you, literally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You do you. You do you. Oh, my gosh. Um, That reminds me of the Justin Bieber song. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. It's not called You Do You. I forget what it's called. Is it about masturbation? I had, no. Oh. He's, it's the one that is like, 
Uh, my mom doesn't even like you. Oh, yeah. What's it called? I don't know. Oh, if you like the way you look so much... Love yourself? You should go and love yourself. That's yeah, it. That's yeah. the one. Right, You're it. not a believer? I'm not a believer. My I wasn't Aaron until Davidson this year. My is a total believer. Aaron confessed to me this year. It was a very deep, true confession Your that Aaron. he yeah. is a believer. My Aaron. Yeah. Because right. you also have an Aaron. Yeah. That's a very close yeah. bromance. Right. And I just Aaron. said his name. So. Yeah. Yeah. Two different Aarons. Two different Aarons. Um, Anyways, artist dates. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Have you have you um, taken yourself out on one? Yeah. I have. I've gone to the Fry Art Museum. Um, mm. It's free and yep. beautiful and wonderful. So I've done that. I love that place. A few I took times. other ones there when we weren't dating. Oh, well done. Well yeah. played. Was How did it, it work out for in... me? It was on Valentine's Day. Well yeah. done. <laughs> we were you pretending. That. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice job. Thanks. I like it there. Yeah, we'd broken up. Oh. And we were trying to be friends, which is a super possible thing. False. No. No. Yeah. 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 Everyone, uh, a lot of people play that game. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough. I'm sorry. I'm dropping shit. It's cool. Um, where else have I gone? I went to the Arboretum a few times because I love the Arboretum. Mm. I went to this weird, yeah, weird little convenience store, the one on Market Street. Mm-hmm. That's like a... I don't know. Is it the one that crossed from like the bus stop? The bus stop? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that totally, one. like right across from the record uh-huh, store. Because I'd never yeah. gone in there before, and there were like pinatas yeah, and it's fun. all sorts of things. Yeah, I always watch them open up when I'm like getting ready, waiting for the bus to yeah. show up. Yeah. So I went in there and bought myself a Kit Kat because I really like Kit Kats. Mm, that's a good date. That was a great date. It was only I only had like 20 minutes that day, and sure. it was like the end of the week, and I was like, oh no, I haven't done my art. Which is date. such a crazy thing to just be like, I have, I have to take. I had a hard time finding 20 minutes. Right. For myself as an artist. Isn't that crazy? I'm trying right now to get back in the practice of like being like, play guitar every day. Yeah. It's so hard. Why? Why is it so hard? I I don't know. I'm bad at like time management. It's also like I'm very self-critical. Like I'm in the, I think like getting back into that state is like trying to say like, all right, I wish I was better right now. I wish that over this, like if I had continued practicing, I would be accomplishing something right now but instead yeah. I'm kind of at a deficit because I haven't been practicing for a bit and That's so you kind of just have my art for the longest time right? and still do right yeah. and you just kind of have to say like hey we've got some like repair work to do this relationship me and myself like we've got you know we've got a little bit of relational debt yeah and we've just got to work it out totally yeah yeah I think that that makes so much sense I love that idea you should take yourself on an artist date. This is my advice to you. On a sexual artist date. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do it. Yeah, like do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? The other piece of advice from the artist way is writing morning pages. Did Chris talk about this at all? No, but um, I recently read about that from Chris Orlowski. Um, mm-hmm. He was talking about that. Yeah. yeah. And they are hard to do. I've actually yeah. fallen out of... It's like three pages every morning of like conscious thought, right? Yeah, like, conscious just like... thought, but before you do anything else, even before you get out of your bed, before you brush your teeth, before you go mm. to the bathroom, before you let your dog out, which those things have been hard for me to do sure. sometimes, so I'll like... It sounds like a really good and... thing for a single person living alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very practical in the everyday. It just no. doesn't work like that when you like have to wake up early right. for a flight or yeah. you feel sick yeah. or... 
life, anything. I'm trying really hard to not let myself have that excuse, though. Like, that's my, that's such a big excuse for me, is like, well, I could do that if I was single, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like, I could be, I could write more music if I was, like, you know, only supporting myself. And that's some bullshit. Like, who am I putting that on? I'm putting that on me, I'm putting that on my spouse, and it's also, like, I'm creating that universe as I'm saying it. Like, Mm -hmm. fine, if you, if you choose that. Yep. If you want to believe that, fine, go ahead. It sounds kind of lame. Yeah. Sounds kind of boring. Don't have and to. Actually, you might find you get a lot more life out of the morning pages, right. even though they're really tricky at first. Yeah, sure. Like any practice. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I should get back into that, actually. It was very helpful. I did it the whole time, almost the whole time we were in Colorado, which That's seemed so impossible yeah. at the time. But Aaron was like, no, you should. It was really helpful, and mm-hmm. we really enjoyed it. Like, you should keep it up. And cool. I needed that encouragement because it's exactly what I needed while we were there. Yeah. Sometimes those were my, like, only 20 minutes of self-care. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that that's, like, such a good thing because it's engaging in a different medium. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, like, it's okay that it's not a painting. Exactly. This is art. Is anyone going to read it? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But this is an artistic moment, and it is true self-care. Exactly. Yeah. And the whole point of it is just to fill three pages with your own thoughts. Totally. It doesn't have to be, like... Mm-hmm anything at all she says you can write the same thing over and over if you just need to fill three pages she's like mm. i encourage you not to do that yeah but <laughs> um if it gets you to like start writing again if you're a writer that's been blocked for a long time sure. or yeah and i'm totally i think i love that idea of engaging with mediums that are not your specific one mm-hmm. so i feel like that would be really hard for me if i was an, a writer i would probably be like oh you're a writer great first thing you do wake write up more. like <laughs> no like like wake up and like Play an instrument for three minutes. Yeah. Or wake up and, like, just have, like, a sketchbook next to you and just draw for three minutes. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever, sing in the shower. You know, <laughs> whatever you need to do. But, like, just waking and greeting the day with a with a blessing on the world like that was saying, like, I love myself and these thoughts and these ideas and they are good and they are worth being written down and they yeah. worth being created and worth acting on. Like, it's going to make going and getting a cup of coffee feel much less like a necessary thing and much more like a, oh, I want to do this, rather than, don't see me before my first cup of coffee. I'm a real asshole. Like, nobody wants to talk to that guy. No. No. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I like that. I'm going to probably take some of that advice because it, like, gave me goosebumps as you were talking about it. (laughs) Take it or leave it. it. It was helpful for me in a time where I felt very disconnected from myself and very disconnected from what I wanted and where I wanted to go and... Um, just, yeah, also just from, like, a community of people that are great and lovely, but communities of people, like, are sometimes hard to feel really connected to when sure. you've been all doing the same thing for a long time. Totally. So, that, I think yeah. that, like, beautifully depends on, like, my, one of my favorite questions to ask. You were talking about, like, going off and being by yourself and finding those moments, and, like, yeah. you were saying, like, I don't want to go do that because, like, can I just bring my dog or something like that? Are you, are you... <laughs> extroverted are you introverted how do you feel that you like view yourself um in that yeah yeah so according to myers-briggs yeah i am an infp you're an infp which apparently infps are really into myers-briggs yeah tests so i'm i'm one of those but on the introvert side i tend to be a little bit more in the middle i'm not like out what's your totally. do you know which one like is the extreme one for you or do you have one that's more of an extreme the extreme ones are f and n for me oh. i'm a really strong f yeah which is feeler yes a feeler. and then p is perceiving um 
Yes, he's yes. perceiving, but I'm a really strong N, which oh, is intuition. N. Intuition. Right. Yeah. That's the one I always forget because they sneak it in you. They like, do. The next one. It's not actually an I. Yeah, it's intuition. A, yeah. That so I'm a really strong intuition and feeler, but yeah. more in the middle on the other two. That's nice. I feel like being a middle range I or E is like, makes being a human nice. Yeah. That's my perspective as an extreme I. Like, I'm like, man, I wish that I could kind of be like, I'm a little bit more I. I'm a little bit more E today. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, though, on days when I, like, feel extremely I or extremely sure. E. Because I'm like, whoa, what is this jelly body I'm in? Yeah. Like, I should be okay with just with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. But, um, obviously, I'm not because I'm a human. But. Mm-hmm. Hard, yeah. heavy N, though, so intuition. Yeah. How do you feel like you see that in your life? Oh, gosh. Heavy intuition. I, I've had this ever since I was a kid. I mean, it's sure. just a part of me. But I have known a couple people in my life that were just kind of on the, like a good friend's boyfriend, for instance, that I just got really weird vibes from once mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And I told my mom, like, on the way home, she was like, oh, what do you think of so-and-so, whoever this guy's name was. I don't remember anymore. But um, I was like, you know, I don't... I don't know what it is. He seemed Hmm. fine, but I don't really like him. Hmm. And he ended up turning into this, like, crazy stalker guy that, like, showed up with a gun outside my, like, friend's house when I was in high school. And I have no idea, like, why I didn't like him. Mm -hmm. But I just had this, like, gut feeling. So... That's a really, like, extreme example No, but that's perfect. It's like that little bit of um, mind reading that you have that's just, like, from, like, evolutionary, yeah. like, like... I can't explain it. No, it's just like, it's no. weird. I can, I can smell the pheromone. I can, mm-hmm. like, I can pick it up. I just don't trust so-and-so. Or yeah. I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. Or, yeah. And or so positively, just, you can meet somebody and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got the, they've got the chip. Totally. Yeah. You're a soul sister. Whatever. Mm-hmm. This is great. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think it also plays into, I think a lot of INFPs maybe feel this way, at least some of my friends that are INFPs. When Mm. you're doing a profession that doesn't connect with your intuition and your gut, Mm. it's really hard for you to do the day-to-day job Mm. because you don't feel fulfilled in it or you don't feel like it's really what you want to do in the long time or in the long term. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for you to just wake up and do that and certain people are really great at saying this is a job and it's a job job and I have other hobbies and friends and interests outside of that but for me personally not being able to be creative in my job has been really hard in instances where that hasn't happened Mm. do you find that that makes it difficult for you to compartmentalize your life yes Mm. yeah Mm. um yeah just kind of everything is combined and connected and intertwined and if like one of them is just something you're doing because it's what you have to do it kind of just is like oh that is just bringing down the whole thing yeah yeah which Mm. is kind of tricky because there's so many things in life that you just gotta do yeah there's so much that you sometimes you just gotta eat the shit totally yeah and I think my dad he is a very big like boy scout guy he's Mm -hmm. like be prepared just do what you gotta do a big boy scout a big Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, that sounded weird. He, well, he worked for Boy Scouts of America. Oh, cool. I guess is what mm-hmm. I should have said. <laughs> and 
he just is all about like being prepared and getting things done and being efficient and all that stuff, which is great. Sure. And sometimes, yeah, it's really responsible. And I love him for it, but sometimes I'm just not that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And they should be more so, but. Well, meh. Meh. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just making I'm mind. an artist. <laughs> no. And then you twirl your feather bow and run away. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what I usually do. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I think also being a really strong F plays into that too. Like not being able to just be like, yeah, this is what I do the day to day and that's fine. Like I feel it a lot Mm -hmm. and that's rough. Sometimes I wish I didn't. Yeah. It's definitely like the hamarsha of that like personality. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when people tell me sad news, I get really sad for them and like have a hard time moving on from it. Like, in my day, if I'm at work or something, totally. and a coworker is, like, telling me about something awful that happened, um, which I think is just a human condition totally. that a lot of people have, and I hope they do, because empathy is important. Totally. But Heather, Heather and I talked a lot about this, about, like, kind of that F, because we're INFJs, and, like, that oh, F is definitely, yeah. like, a big part of the empathizer, and it just makes it beautiful, but, like, and makes you a good artist, I think, a lot of times. You don't have to be that, but it, it definitely plays into it. Yeah. And the way we approach, and the way that our artistic minds work in it, but it also, um, it le- you kind of live with your skin a few layers thinner. Like mm-hmm. you just have to re- you receive everything, and it's, I think it, definitely uh, the people that I see who are more that way are more emotional, mm-hmm. uh, more apt to addiction a lot of the time mm-hmm. because you want to numb that. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely totally. see those like traits in myself, and like I'm just like, oh, yeah, those are real things. Yeah, yeah. It's scary sometimes how, like, being such a strong feeler can make you more susceptible to, like, things of the world Mm -hmm. that you don't control or have no, like, force in, necessarily. But it lets you be a good conduit, I think. And that can be really helpful for the artistic part. I agree. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about that. That's cool. I don't know. I mean, we're a little bit past an hour right now. Oh, we are? Yeah. It's fun, right? This is flying You're really fun to talk to. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I meant to say at the beginning, and then we just got rolling. It's okay. You can fast forward to that part, and then rolling back. Okay, cool. All right. Cheers. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for having me.